ended right there. Wait for it. There it is. Welcome to Let's Watch a Full Late Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. Happy to be here once again. Yes, and happy to have you, uh, comedian Carl, uh, who performs throughout the tri-state area. Uh, uh, well, the Unistate area recently. Oh, the Unistate. Well, <laughs> rocking yeah. New York State. Uh, and uh, New Jersey, I'm, I'm talking about. Yeah, uh, and my name is Mike Spiegelman. I am broadcasting uh, our show live from San Francisco. I'm a San Francisco comedian. Uh-huh. And uh, uh, we are streaming live on mutinyradio.fm, as we do every Sunday at uh, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We are also the podcast, L. W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T Just type in L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T And you'll find us on iTunes And uh, we are also downloadable at MutinyRadio.fm And we thank all of you for subscribing Because it just helps us, our egos And uh, we are, the premise is We're going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube Uh, And Carl, what is the movie? Today we're watching The Annihilators The Annihilators, 1985 that's what you put in your search engine. Two N's in Annihilators. The A-N-N-N. Okay. Letter I. H-I-L-A-T-O-R-S. T-O-R-S. N-I. Listen, it's Sunday. It's Sunday. It's Sunday. School's not happening today. I don't want to hear this. I'm not spelling today. <laughs> it's just for the... It doesn't auto-correct you in the YouTube search like Google might. Oh, yeah. The Annihilator's 1985 full movie. There's two people, but we want to use Brian Donnelly. Okay. We've watched his films before. Uh, why don't you, uh, uh, Paul, why don't you go ahead and put the website back where you had it, and then you'll see there's a tab. Oh, yeah, thank you. Oh, Paul is here. Yeah, good. And the middle tab's all queued up. Yes, we have the Bonjour. Countdown King ourselves, who's also uh, engineering this afternoon. Uh, he is the host the of, of the maestro you know? of the numbers that go down. I have to think of a better. If you think of something better, why don't you write to us on our Twitter account, LWFLMOIT. Uh, and that's your introduction, Paul Brumbaugh. Let's get ready to Brumbaugh. That's right. Let's it's the Countdown Countess. <laughs> yes, I'm changing. This is pre-op. All right. Hi, Carl. This is kind of a normal thing. I want you guys to put that finger over the triangle. Let's do this thing in a Thanksgiving kind of way. Three, okay. two, November 24th, go. All right, we are ready to annihilate. Ooh, blue screen. Warning. warning. You can't read this because it's so damn blurry and old. You can't even read a 10-letter, 12-letter So please do not copy this film. Interpol. Interpol. Uh, That's a lot of money. If you were able to read the title of The Annihilator, here are some words at the beginning of the film. That was kind of cool because it said that uh, you would be charged $1,975 through Interpol if you if you uh, recorded this. If you bought this tape in 1985, it would retail probably $990. Oh, maybe that's what it was saying, the year of it. There you go. All right, movie fine. Ah, finally, American flag, all this talk about European markets. This is not the movie. This is like a promo. No. No, this is not. Why would he have a stomach like that? Is that Brian Dennehy? Yeah. All right, so we just keep watching? Yeah. All right. Dennehy with a gun. Stand alone. Story of a psycho, real American psycho hero. He's a real hero. He's a, he's a white guy with a gun. Radar. I'm going to go see white guy with a gun. That sounds interesting. 
<laughs> Sir, shut up. The movie's starting. The New World uh, logo's uh, showing up. That is so cool. You know how many oranges it took to get that lo- animated logo going? <laughs> That's right. They had to slice the, the fins, uh, yeah. the rind. New World, theatrically. Re- uh, now we're just kidding. It's video. All right. See, the New World pictures are theatrically released, but this is the sound. Video. Do you have any sound on your end? Uh, yes. Okay. And the, there's bullet hole. There's bullet fire when you when you see the credit. Oh shit! I'm having a Nam flashback. Yeah, this is stock footage of Nam, so oh, this yeah. would cause a real. PSD. Yeah, the library wants their stock footage back. You know, they got to put it back in reference. Garrett Graham. Garrett Graham, who we have to give a shout out. We did Mm -hmm. a great movie with him years ago. Yes, Chud 2. National Lampoon's Class Reunion. Oh, Class Reunion, of course. I more appreciated him in Bud the Chud. Oh, he is Bud the uh, Chud. You're absolutely right. That's right. He's great. He, this guy is multifaceted. He could play Bud the Chud for comedic effect, play the horror uh, suspect in a comedy, National Lampoon's Class Reunion, and now he's a badass vet. Right. A complicated vet. All these guys are very complicated. Not. This is Roger Corman's New World Pictures. He didn't have anything to do with making the film, but it is, we should just say, it's distributed by Roger Corman's uh, Nightmare. Oh. Good old Corman. Yeah. They must have been like, we're shooting two other Vietnam movies right now. Do you guys want to come in and shoot your intro? All right. Keep the keep the set ready. Now, in truth, this is the Los Angeles River. It's not Nam at all. And the oh. thing is, with the type of trees uh, and brush, you know, it's so clearly not Vietnam. It's, it's almost embarrassing. So I'm getting a Silicon Valley flashback, even worse. Oh, like pizza's when you here. watch MASH, when you watch MASH, it right. takes place in Korea, and the trees, right. it, it works. But here in Nam, there's no way. And you know they could have found the right kind of underbrush. Okay, so this is the big boss. All right. Um, he's head of the whole squad. He's George Pappard uh, in the A-Team. Yeah. His name is Christopher Stone as an actor, and he's Bill... Uh-huh. There's Bud, Bud the Chud. Bud the Chud. Yeah. Andy I've... Wood and uh, Boom Boom Washington. From Welcome Back, Carter. So we have two comedic actors in this uh, action-adventure Vietnam War. Yeah. A lot of 80s That's movies, right. you had to have a lot of Vietnam in there. I mean, there was uh, some really good movies, I have to say, that kind of gave a 20-year-end, you know, year end, uh, whatever. It was a good, there was like, I liked a lot of movies. Retro, yeah. It seems like 20 years Garden back of Stone. retro. There's some movies I really liked, and, uh, you know, I appreciate that they were coming out in the 80s. And then there was just exploitive films that, you know, the war was still 20 years on. It wasn't like, you know, old. It's not like you'd No. Move, yeah. All wars are... Well, uh, the reason that all those films about Vietnam existed is that's why this film exists just because of them yeah well because i want to see a vietnam war movie action film like rambo Mm -hmm. it was rambo's fault rambo said i'm going back and i'm going to go ahead and kick butt now this is the first stupid thing in the movie okay uh bud the chud his name's ray track in the film but 
he's found a a booby trap, right? Right. So he's all happy because he's going to beat the booby trap, right? By William telling it? By putting something on his yeah, head? Yeah, yeah. Look at that. Whoa. Now, look how the booby trap is above his head, right? Right. Nobody would do that. Why would they make a booby trap that is too tall for a person? This movie, like, aren't you a fan of the A-Team and the TV show and the movie that no. came out? And that the whole uh, point of the A-Team is that they will never get hurt. And they smile and they're really cocky knowing that every little stunt they do works, <laughs> right? Yeah. In the movie, yeah. they jump out. Of, they, they're in tanks and they jump out of a plane in tanks. Right, with the parachute. Yeah. yeah. And they don't give a shit. They're just parachute. smirking their way. So it's the same thing here. Like... They're going to booby trap. I see it. I got it. I mean, no one would act that way, but. Now look at Charlie here. Look at his, the bad acting. Look at this horrible, horrible acting. Watch. Right. I am just Charlie standing here. Hmm. I am just standing here. You call it him Charlie? Yeah. It's, that's, just, that's their name. It's that villain. Oh, I'm hurt. Oh my God. I had now, look a at stroke. This acting. Look at this acting. Point. Point. Yeah. You're getting your neck broken. It's the worst ever. He did a kung fu kick. Oh, and a and a Boom slap. Boom Boom Washington. Yeah. Kick some butt. He did in uh, kung fu style. He learned kung fu in Vietnam, as we all do. That's right. Actually, he is the kung fu expert in this film. Well, he learned it all in the war. Now, what we're talking about here is there is a um, uh, an intelligence officer named Popeye. And Popeye finds stuff out. And these guys like do his dirty work. So he's like Charlie. At the end. He's like Charlie's angels. They're Popeye's angels. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. And that's going to pay off at the end of the movie. So once right. again, Popeye has alerted them. To All right, hang on. I'm, uh, hole. Siri, remind me of Popeye at end the film. <laughs> the film will remind you. Oh, okay. All right, Siri, cancel. Siri, <laughs> can't stop. Reminder. Fucking Siri, shut your mouth. Siri, I'm sorry. Siri, you're correct. I was very rude to you. I'm sorry. I was talking to my appliance. Mm-hmm. We're Siri. Are you Siri? Are you Siri? Uh, okay, now look. Notice. Okay. Let's just wait till we get back to him. His name in the film is Dave. Ooh. And I want you to just to notice that Dave can walk. Okay. Oh, yeah, all right. I know who Dave is. I got you. It's important that you know this, that Dave can walk. Oh, no, his name is Joe. Joe Nance. Joe Nance. Joe okay. can walk. Joe, okay. Joe Nance, Charlie. who could totally walk at the beginning of the film. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, now, now Charlie doesn't take a shot at them. He right. runs off to tell all his uh, friends. Uh, yeah. See, like, in in... In Asian languages, it's all about inflection and tone. You know, they can say the same word just like we do. It's in context of the sentence. But them, it's how you say it. So everybody right, is right. named Charlie, but one guy's Charlie, and another guy's Charlie, and all right. Charlie. So uh, he went and told Charlie that uh, there's bad guys. Oh, and now here comes reinforcement. Mm-hmm. Now Boom Boom's like, hurry up, hurry up. This is so after yeah. he was a sweat hog and welcome at Carter, he he got drafted or he, he got himself enlisted? Uh, <laughs> this isn't really actually, um, he's not playing the character. Oh, he's not, this is not a continuation. Because you figure right. sweat hogs would go to Vietnam, right? That would be hilarious. <laughs> well, they're not going to college. 
<laughs> they enlist. Who would Except it be? It would be himself. Happy Day, I guess, or maybe Beaver. Even the Beaver, he would probably want it to know. Okay, now Joe has been shot in the back by Charlie. Okay. All right. Oh, that's terrible. Did you keep calling now, these look, guys Charlie? But that—it's a Vietnam film, Mike. All right. No, I get it. So San Francisco, man. <laughs> uh, we are broadcasting live from San Francisco. Revisionist history. Okay, now look. Atlanta. Now we're in Atlanta now. today. Mm-hmm. Well, 35 years ago, I guess. 45 years. Right. God. And, so here's, look, and here's Joe in his wheelchair. Oh, and that's Viceroy Chicken or something? That's an actual chain that's still around. Victory Chicken? Oh, too bad it wasn't Popeye's Chicken. It would have worked for the film. Right, yeah. That would have been a clue. Now, look, those are bad gang people across the street. So he, he's part of the neighborhood, and he's in a wheelchair because of the incident we just saw. Because of Charlie, because of what Charlie did. All right. Look at these kids. They don't oh, even care. They don't care. Dun, 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 da, da, da. Sunny the days. Sunny day. Cloudy skies. Ooh, charcoal I, gray. Charcoal gray. <laughs> that Liquor was Liquor stores that sell talkies and... Potato chips. My hey. kid made a funny joke. I, I was like, when the world gives you lemon, make lemonade. And I was, then I said, when the world gives you potatoes, he goes, make vodka. Oh, yeah, good joke. Yeah, I took me 14. Vodka. I'm going to premiere that joke tonight at Kavika's Ocean Beach Deli, <laughs> where I'll be hosting the Sunday Funnies with Mike Spiegelman show every Very last nice. Sunday, and this being November 24th. Come on by to Kavika's Ocean mm-hmm. Beach on La Playa and Cabrillo. You can't miss it. It's a block from Ocean Beach. All right, back to our movie. Now, this, this yeah, guy now is what good. they're doing, they're like, that guy's the naysayer. Oh, we can't do anything about the gang. Something's right. got to be done. Well, we right, need like right. some vigilantes to come in and, and stop it. Well, not yet. But what that's... are we going to do? Charm them with our good intentions? You know, throughout the whole film, he's the naysayer. I have to say that you know that Florida, uh, Florida, Georgia is the biggest film production state, I would say. We had that neck to neck with California because of the tax breaks they offer. And they but have, not in '85. No, they must have. They didn't get any union involved in this movie, and it must have been super cheap to shoot back then. You know, just work for hire people yeah. to go in. Okay, now, uh, Joe Nance is talking to Louis Nance, his dad, oh, or grandfather, or something, and he's saying, "I want you to go get a thirty-eight pistol, so All right. for protection," and so. Uh, you know, begrudgingly, Louis off to get a thirty-eight with his fedora. He's buying it he from Oscar the Grouch because Oscar scrapes off the serial numbers like he goes into his garbage can. Uh-huh. I think what you look for is a rifle. Yeah, yeah, Oscar, just hand it over. Okay, you see that nice homeless lady? It's yeah, well, eighties homeless she will lady. Figure prominently. Oh, she's just witnessing some people arriving. All right. Well, be smart, lady. Now, these are one of three gangs, okay? And I think they're the rollers. Yeah, the rollers. Uh, So there's going to be two more gangs that A-Team have to fight? Oh, this this is... Let's see if we can get the audio on this. I'm getting no audio, so... I'd have to go to the other side of the studio. 
Can you hear my audio? Yep. Look at the old style Pepsi Cola. Yeah, that's the head of the rollers. He's the meanest, meanest guy ever. And um, his name is Paul Koslo. And he's German. He's German-born. He's Canadian, but he's so German. And he's in a lot of things. Oh, my God. They're tying him up. I'll mess up your shells. You'll have to redo everything again. I'm sorry, he's taking them apart at the 80s uh, liquor store. I always like going and see movies where they have a supermarket or like a liquor store from 40 years ago, 30 years ago, and just to see what's on the shelves. And, you know, if there's product placement, it'll be Pepsi and Dunkin' Donuts at a screen. Hey, where does she think she's going? She was sneaking off pretty good. Uh Listen, this is the scene in which they had to cut for the England's rating boards to give them an 18 so that... Oh, Kids could, you know, and it's on YouTube well, right now? Well, well uh, ye. Don't, no, please don't squeeze the Charmin. <laughs> oh, he's making no! the, the order watch. This guy is crazy. Wow, wow, that just came right off. Well, yeah. Oh, kicking the nuts, slapping the face. Oh, he's watching it. He's egging him on. Now, they had to cut this. It was 18 seconds of, like, boob. Are we going to see it right now? Yeah. All right. You guys, well, we're in a mature subject matter right now. So here we go. Don't watch this at work. Stab! Yikes. Yep. Look at that Kurt Russell motherfucker. Look at it like it, Joe. Yeah. Kurt Russell, fuck him. He does look like Kurt Russell. So but this guy right, was I, his own thing. I mean, Carl, I have to tell you, I saw this movie on DVD, where yeah. I saw some backup features, and they showed this this scene, and there is a scene missing. Oh. There's a scene where you what see else? the knife goes into. You see her uh, topless uh-huh. and her torso, and they stick the knife into the torso, like uh, it's pro- special effects, you know, and okay. probably. And then they uh, kind of twist the knife a little, but blood comes out of the uh, body. Ah, that's what got pulled out. Yeah, so that's not in this YouTube version, so you're going to have to get it on DVD to see that scene. Bludgeoned. Ooh, meat hammer. look at witnesses. Like, what kind of fucking local store has a meat tenderizer on the shelf anyway? That's kind of like a dumb idea for a store What do you mean? Well, I mean, if I run a local merchant store and I have a fucking meat tenderizer on the wall as p- for purchase, <laughs> chances are they're going to smash my head with it. Like, like this. <laughs> a team now looking for another player. Okay, now the cops always crooked, show right? up after. They never show up during. Never in this whole film. Well, I have Oh, you got the sound. vocal now. Very, very minimal sound on my end today. Oh, well. As long as I can play the theme song and uh, play the trailer to next week's movie, I'm good. Okay. And I'm going to text you what the next week's movie is right now. Okay, Carl? Okay. And that way... Naysayer. Yeah, Naysayer. Well, I mean, it's just like, he's like, why don't you talk to me? Who are you going to talk to? And he sets up, well, if we talk to you, the gangs will kill us. Are you kidding me you know what sucks about this film is nobody even tried there's not one second of good acting now this guy is coming up here 
he was in Catch Me If You Can. He was in Outbreak. He was in Pleasantville. He did real acting there. Yeah. Look at him pretend crying with no tears. Watch this. All right. He Jeez. realizes his son is dead. Oh, right. He's the father of the Vietnam. <gasps> and he's got a 38 in that bag. I know. He went to Oscar the Grouch. I already did a bit yeah, about he it. Shaves off. Look yeah. at that fake crying. They were out of onions. <laughs> <laughs> No, but it's so it's, it sets me so much. Not even one person. Listen, they had one take, one scene. That is your emotional punch. Let's move on. Here's Atlanta. Now, this guy, this director, he went on to do stuff. Uh, he was nominated for an Emmy Award in this television film he go, made called "The Legend of Sleepy Hollow," 1980. He was under contract as a supervising producer for Movies of the Week for Universal Studios. I mean. He made he made up Grizzly Adams. He was the creator of Grizzly Adams. Oh wow! Yeah, you know he was based on a movie that they did with a different character, and then they just they went ahead and made yep. it into a movie, into yep. a TV show. I never right. saw. Now, I saw a couple. You know, I always get Grizzly Adams mixed up with uh, who was the character from Mash that had his own medical program procedural. It was like BJ Honeycutt. No, it was before BJ Honeycutt. It was like he was a. Uh-huh. Well, it sounds a lot like Gentle Ben. So I always got those well, two. Well, Grizzly Adams is not gentle. Grizzly oh, Adams. Okay, so you're saying you mixed. Yeah, Grizzly Adams is the one who had his beard looked like uh, the blonde hair of your head because he had never <laughs> shaved ever. Okay, so he had. The story of Grizzly Adams is that he lived in the mountains and his friend was a bear. That's right. He was friends with the bear, and every episode there'd be some traveler coming through, and he'd help them. Okay, and then Gentle Ben. Well, Gentle Ben was in Florida, and it was a police sheriff, and he had a son whose best friend was a bear. Oh, all right. Thank you for clearing up Grizzly Adams and Gentle Ben for me. I really... uh, Okay, now, uh, Willard and Ben, which came first? Uh, Willard, I don't know. Willard and the Rats, I yeah, know. I don't but know then there was a Willard. sequel named after another rat. Or no, named uh-huh. after a kid. All right, well, one step I... at a time on my part. <laughs> okay, so now basically we're getting Act 1 launched, in which he's saying... Act 1 launched? This is 20 minutes you... into the film. Yeah, our inciting incident was the death of Joe. It was it came a little late. That's because this wasn't written well. Uh, the guy who wrote this named Brian Russell, he was born in Harrison, New Jersey. Woohoo! Yeah. And he wrote uh, the Grizzly Adams 1978 film uh, uh, Once Upon a Starry Night. And that's probably how he got, you know, Once he knew the director and got to write night. this. All right, you know what? I'm going to YouTube to see if Once Upon a Starry Night is available. That's not next week's movie. Good. Yeah. I know next week's movie because I heard my text. Sound. Yeah, I texted to you because... Am I allowed to say what it is? No, you idiot. You're supposed to pretend that you heard it for the first time. But technically it is, because oh, I just okay. I just texted okay. it to you now. What? No, no, no. I heard it for the first time when you let us know a little bit later. Well, I'll say it right now then. Fuck it. Do you want to say it? Uh, no. Here's okay. Boom Boom Washington leaving home. You see, now, now there's Bill drama. is calling in favors. Everybody who was on the squad in Vietnam... You know, directed by Popeye, is right. going to go and help because Joe got got meat tenderized by a, a local gang, one of three right. gangs, right? 
The rollers. He's the rollers. The rollers. Yeah. With their Kurt Russell fucking looking like a mother. Yeah, Roy Boy Jagger. That's his name. Roy Boy Jagger. He kind of looks like Scorpio too, right? From uh, Dirty Harry. I don't know. Scorpio's like I, I, he kidnaps a bunch, a school bus of kids at the end of the film. Oh, I remember that scene. All right, I have to go. You know, a team stuff. You know, a team that's on TV. We're doing the same thing. Yeah. Oh, now I'm doing my yeah. Vice. I've got a blazer now, with the sleeves rolled up, blue blazer. Now, Bill, right? Bill, yeah. the head. Here's watch this handshake. Two, so three, bad. four, five, six, seven, seven second long handshake. <laughs> boom, boom. I remember that from no. That's the only memorable nice thing I remember from the war. Now, what is really pathetic is Garrett's per- performance here is the best thing in the movie. He's the only one who's believable. So Bud the Chud is the most believable actor in this movie, is what yeah, you're saying. That's yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, all right. Uh, that's high praise. Now, Bud's got a funny line here. He goes, I'll be right with you guys. I just have to take care of one last case. And they're like, huh? We one have last case? Cases. We got to kill Wait. bad guys. There goes the oh. briefcase. Oh, it's ah, about it. I got the joke. Yeah. Chud, oh. you're so funny. Shit, I left my pager in there. Oh, fuck. What if someone's going to page me? How can they reach me? No no pages in the 80s. Unless you're a 85. doctor. 80, well, what if you're a Vietnam vet who lives in the... Oh, this is a trouble vet, I bet. Trouble vet. Right, that's right. Trouble vet. Now, this is Andy I'll do respect, Wood, of course. And he is claimed to fame as he was in Rambo 2. So that was the same year, 85. Yep. First Blood 2. Yeah, the Rambo movies are really confusing. It was First Blood, and then the second movie, First Blood based on a book, and then right. the movie, the second one was like, let's, it's about the character, Rambo. But Rambo in case you don't know Blood what the fuck two. we're talking about, it's colon First Blood Part 2 or something like that. Yeah, that's right. And then the third one was like, Rambo 3, here it is. Yep, here And it then is. the fourth one for it, and was Rambo and then the fifth one that came out was what? Rambo. Oh, Rambo five. Okay, now this is Lieutenant Hawkins, and Metro has sent him to this Atlanta town. This this uh, Georgia Good luck. town. Good luck in our Atlanta town. Well, I'm here to because see what I can do. Six, there's been sixteen murders in like the last two years, and he's yeah. down there to see what he can do about it. Us local boys don't need your help. Well, federal thinks otherwise. All right, touche. There is that. Good, good. You're right. You're right. Oh, here we go. Atlanta, just go take your camera and shoot. No problem. No, no. Uh, it's so different right nowadays, and it would look a lot better. I, mean, I was uh, just there when we were pretending I was on the air last Sunday. I was uh, in was Atlanta. It last Sunday? Yeah. Or was it the? Yeah, I you, was pretending to be on the air with you. I was at a wedding in Atlanta, and it, you know. It was there's very poor in a lot of it. A lot of it was very poor. Do you do you recognize that yellow house? Well, no. This is actually shot in the outskirts of Atlanta. It's a town called South Point, Georgia. Oh, all right. Oh yeah, that looks more like a South Point yellow house than an Atlanta yellow house. Than an Atlanta yellow. House. It was a trick this question. This will be their base of operations during the. Uh... Their A Team HQ, ATHQ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Now, Bill, who's our lead here, he was in 1985 on a team episode called Incident at Crystal Lake. So, yeah, because yeah, when I first saw this movie, I said, man, A-Team ripped this movie off. And then I was doing the years. <laughs> oh, look, troubled. He is troubled. He's drinking. That's yeah. shorthand for just post-traumatic stress disorder. Right. And now he's going to try to explain himself. Okay. And the guy's like, hey. I get it. You know what it's a very complex yeah. subject. We were simplifying it just to get it. But at least they bring it up in this movie. I mean, I, as much as I, tr I sound kind of shallow about this the fact that they have a Vietnam movie where they show that, you know, soldiers no, come back. And no, no, no. This is just as shallow as you. Oh, it's horrible. Wow, that's shallow. Listen, this, this is, he goes, I, when I got back, I had no job. I had, you know, it, yeah. it was, it, listen Hippie to spit at me. There he goes. It's just, it's, it's, it, it writes itself, this movie. It's horrible. By the way, Bud the Chud in 1983 was in the A-Team with a guest spot. Oh, So wow. we've, we've got some A-Team alum here. Yeah. Now, the A-Team, let's recap. They were Vietnam buddies who had a thrill kill time. And then yeah. their neighbor said, oh, this, yeah, they found like a teddy bear on the street. Oh, no, a gang kicked a teddy bear on the street. Yeah, that. It's lazy directing, too. You don't think this is the best director in the world? Uh, no. He made up Grizzly Adams. Thanks for nothing. <laughs> yeah. Okay, this guy didn't pay his, uh, you know, loan. You Grizzly know. Adams is so boring, man. If only the his dad was a cop. Like, <laughs> like Gentleman. Like Gentleman. Trapper John M.D. Trapper John M.D. Trapper John M.D. Trapper John M.D., right? Because Trapper John yeah, was on the I, mash. I mistakenly said B.J. Honeycutt because I was thinking of the partner of Hawkeye. You're right, well, Trapper John. Yeah. Well, because Trapper John was Looks a friend that, of Hawkeye's too, right? Yes. Yeah. And B.J. The, essentially yeah. replaced him. So I don't know if it was uh, based off the movie's character or it was based off the TV show character or based, or not even related, but it was the same actor, I believe. And it was like, he was a no. doctor. No, it wasn't. But it was a doctor. No, not the same doctor, uh, actor at all. So the Trapper John MD was a spinoff of MASH? Uh, it was sort of like biting off of MASH fame, yeah. Okay. But it was a character from MASH. It was a character from MASH, and then this guy showed up who had been in Vietnam, and he just did the lamest backstory. He was like, we heard about you guys. You are like legends to us. What are you talking about? Legends. You know, it's years yeah. removed from the 50s to, okay, now we're getting to see the mean streets and of, of what Atlanta they're doing. Of South North Point. The South Point. And what we're learning is, it's the Rollers. Where is it? I have it written down. Yeah. yeah. The Scorpions, the Turks, and the Rollers. <laughs> and this movie's so lazy that full, you'll see they're in there. Full disclosure. You know when you see a, full disclosure. You see Carl a, and I are both okay. Turks. I'm sorry. Go ahead. You know when I see. You see the thugs in a movie, and it's like he has a bandana on his head. He has look, a look at boom, boom, jeans boom, jacket. Boom, boom, boom Washington is teaching Kung Fu to the neighbors. Yeah, and he's like, all... here's how to fight dirty. You kick him in the nuts. 
Yes, you'll see them. This is how you trip a guy. First, you trip him. Uh, an early movie from Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube was Tracks, which I don't know if we've done. I would love to do it again. I've done it twice before, I think. Uh, and it's Shadow Stevens. And he's a vigilante who goes to a crime in a town, and he cleans up the neighborhood. And they have a montage of him and his sidekick teaching the neighborhoods how to fight. So I'm always expecting to hear That's the theme song. That's what we're seeing here, yeah. Here's how you do it. You stab someone with a pencil in the neck. That's hysterical. All right, this is an important part. What he's learning here is if you need help, it's three rapid taps. Pop, 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 pop. But it isn't just a call for help. It's also a show of unity. Oh, like if you start hearing call. the three taps, you join in. Oh. Tap, tap, tap. I'm in distress. Come, we hear sounds. We're playing sounds over your sounds. Good, yeah. I wonder if the training they received is going to pay off. I hope there's another montage where the neighbors apply the skills on bad guys. Uh -oh. Hey, there's a bad guy trying to steal the money. From the washer, from the laundromat. It's pretty brazen. Whoa! Look how he's in the traditional I'm a thug getup. Yeah, look okay. at that jeans. Took a lot of work. Uh, I'm picking a car now in broad daylight. What the? Here we go. Now, Mike. As a researcher, I have failed you. Okay. Because there's this guy, and I know his face. This guy here. You've seen him in things. Like Popeye? I can't find... Uh, <clears throat> have you seen his face before? Big Brawl? Anytime He's a like film... He used to be a wrestler or something. He's always in movies as the... As the, the 1910 boxer? Yeah. Or the 1890s with the mustache. I'm an old-timey boxer guy. Look out, the neighborhood got him. Thanks, fellas. Hey, all right. At least, I'm not, <laughs> all right. At least the war's over. He's the only one who acts in this whole film. Well, it's funny because him and the other guy are comics, you know? Boom Boom. Oh, well, Boom Boom, I mean, he's doing Kung Fu, the actor. Look, see? Payoff. Yeah, payoff. Boom, kicked him in the face. That was a big Give kick. Give me that purse. Huh? Huh? Rip. What? Now watch this. He's going to swing it. Watch. Wow! That's not nice. <laughs> and purse could be open. Him. Would it be great if all this contents of her purse spills out when he uses it as a weapon? Like, you fucker, just yeah. give me the purse. Yeah, all right. Halfway through the film, do a bump line. Yeah, Roy Boy Jagger's doing a bump. Oh, now, he like... was with uh, Charlton Heston in Omega Man. Really? That movie yeah. came out 20 years before this, right? Omega Man 60s? Uh, 70s. It isn't written down here. Um, Did he play young Roy Boy? No. In 72, he was one of the villains in Joe Kidd with Clint Eastwood. Whoa. Well, he's he was good in, in 75, this movie. Uh, The Drowning Pool with Paul Newman. This guy's sure. got credit. Yeah, I've seen The Drowning Pool. How crazy is that? Yeah, he's but he's like, he reminds me of Kurt Russell, and he reminds me of Dirty Harry, yeah. uh, Scorpio. But he's really good in this movie. Like, he's he's a good bad guy. He looks good in those stupid glasses. Those 80s glasses that wrap around your face. You know, you just need laser beams shooting out behind him with a fog machine. You're all set. Jumping okay, music. Okay, so um, G uh, Lieutenant Hawkins shows up and he's like, I hear you guys are vigilantes. That, yeah. that shit ain't cool. We're the V team. For virgin team? No, vigilantes. Change it. A team, A team. Here's a joke. Here's a joke. All right. 
Here's the chair. Visiting an old friend. Talk about any trouble. You know, the fact of the matter is, that's my job. I'm waiting on the joke. Sorry, I thought um, it happened all right. already. Hold on. Yeah, I'm waiting for the... That's our audience right now, waiting for the joke. You see, somebody does something they're not supposed to be doing, no matter how right they think they are. Okay, maybe we missed it. He, he goes, Lieutenant Hawkins goes to Bill, you look familiar. And then Bud the Chud goes, you follow the shuffleboard tour? <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's a burn on his friend. Yeah. Oh, he just did it. He just did oh, it. you Darn missed it. it. I missed it. Oh, oh should have hung with it. Should have hung with it. Yeah, you know what? He just stepped on his joke. So now Lieutenant Hawkins goes, Does anybody here know these people? They all say no, but somebody starts doing the three taps. The oh, unity. Yeah. Tap, 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 tap. S. Why do they keep saying S? Clunk, clunk, clunk. Is that from SOS, from Morse code? Yeah, right. It's just S, S, S. It's the most frustrating message. Throw it over there. Okay. Did you get the message? Yes. What does it say? See other message. What can it mean? So is this Atlanta? I guess this is Atlanta Police Office. Well, it's South Point. South Point. Pretend Police Office. All right. Let's and pretend I'm taking him to prison right now. Jail. <laughs> Lieutenant Hawkins is going to get chewed out. Like, don't start talk about vigilantes. The press eats that up. They'll be down here in two seconds. Yeah. Don't try to make yourself a big name with the guys at Metro. Yeah, I heard that's incredible and real people called. They want to feature this vigilante team, the V team. The V team. Wait, the A team, the Z team. Are they the B team? No, I was was just saying like they were going to go by V team. But everyone's like, you're the virgin team? And they're like, oh, shit, this is not working out. We're the A team. Nah, fuck that. <laughs> you're the asshole team? You're the anal team? Right this way. Oh, whoa. What? Oh, well, you said ass? All right. Oh, right, right, I did. Yeah. I was just following the joke to its conclusion. Man. There's a tagline to this film. It says, they'll fight back so you won't need to. Well, I'm as a timid townsperson, this sounds like a movie for me, but I can't mm-hmm. get to the movie theater without someone snatching my purse or assaulting me in the alley. Well, mainly it was about protection money, you know, insurance. You pay us, you know, for window insurance and your windows won't get broken. Right. I got gotcha. you. These bars like now, rival any bars we had in town. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Now, these guys are like, you're the up-and-coming rollers, you preteens. Someday soon, you'll be on my team. Oh, you're my eyes so it's and like, ears of the street. Right, and he's going to pay them. You hear anything about these vigilantes, you let me know. Yeah. I'm the one looking out for your future. that's good. Now, you know, I've been looking out for you guys, because in a couple of years, you're going to be rolling. Yeah, little rollers. They like that. These musketeers pop up. I want you to let me know, okay? Here's a little spending money. Nice. <laughs> Is Mr. T going to be with them? No, that's the A team. No, that's the A team. Oh, wait, I got a text. Let me look. All right. Hmm. Nope. One of the seven. 
a weird thing to text somebody. I don't know what it means, but. Was it from me? It was from you, yeah. The text I texted on the air 20 minutes ago. You just got it. <laughs> no, I really received it before. <laughs> I was just trying to be Oh, funny. right. You were going to review what the movie is next week because I texted no, it to you. No, no. That's show. a golden secret. <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> next week's movie is okay. golden. All right. Now, uh, Christopher Stone, right? You, yeah. You know his face. He was in The Howling and Cujo. Yeah, no, I totally remember him and Cujo. He kind of, this guy kind of looks like the director of Adam Sandler movies, who was a uh, an actor during the seven, during a lot of seventies movies. Like he was. Uh, I would have Dennis Dugan. That. I would Dennis Dugan. That. He looks like Dennis oh, Dugan. Oh, he looks bit. like him. Uh, this guy, but the chud. Yeah, I love him. So, um, this guy was. Uh, uh, let's see here. He was a bad guy in Ruth. Uh, you know, he was all over TV. Mission I think he Impossible, played my Rockford substitute file. gym teacher in uh, seventh grade. I don't have anything. I mean, he was on Dallas once. He was on TJ Hooker once. He was on Buck Rogers 26th Century once. One of the reasons I thought you would know him, and then I realized, no. Um, let's see, where is it? Well, I'll come back to it. Now, he was in Roots, but so was Boom Boom Washington. Who's, I should stop disrespecting him. His name is Lawrence Hilton Jacobs. Lawrence Hilton Jacobs. Um, and I have to mention the DVD does have an interview with him. Yeah, and talks and about, I, the internet claims it's a pretty good interview. It's a great interview. He's really serious. He's serious about Kung Fu. I mean, I call it Kung Fu as, as well as calling him Boom Boom, but... Uh, he, you know, he was serious about this character. What he said was that he, he was done with Welcome Back, Carter, and he wanted to do a couple dramatic roles, and he was involved in Kung Fu anyway, and he could relate to the character, and he gave some good insight. You know, he said everyone showed up for work, and he did talk about Atlanta. What I was saying is kind of based on his interview, where he said that there was no, you know, it was just uh, work for hire people. There was no unions. There was no giant film industry that there is now mm -hmm. in the 21st century. And uh, so it's funny to, to use that and stuff like that. But he, you know, he mentions this character is, is kind of involved in Kung Fu, and that's the reason why his fighting style and uh, items that he just happens to have on his person are related to it. Oh, here's the troubled guy. And see, the thing right. about this, I love this scene. I mean, well, I mean... This scene is great because the waitress likes him. Well, it's established that she's the love interest. Yeah. And she gives him, you know, she doesn't like that he drinks, you know, and so. Drinks being shorthands of, the, of, of trying to survive the war. Now, the thing is, boom, uh, Lawrence Hilton Jacobs, he shouldn't. It sounds like he's proud of this film. He's he took it with, yeah, I mean, it's, he he said like you know people would come up to him and say this is a bad movie, and he says you know we're actors work for hire, and and we never really describe it like that. We got busted. You should wait for the waitress to churn before you pour that in your coffee, <laughs> right? And get a paper cup, and that way you could keep refilling it, and no one will know the amount you have in there. You got to use your brain. Oh, sorry, I spoke. Now before he he gets to drink a drop, though he hears a commotion outside. They're hassling the homeless lady. Yeah. 
right? And you could hear under his breath, he goes, fucking it, can I just get a fucking drink around here? Can a guy just get a fucking drink without hoodlums? <laughs> without, I, you know, and homeless people didn't really exist in the 80s, or if they did, it was like this, you know, in movies, I used to say, like being represented. Now, look, she's going to pretend, okay, she's an actress pretending that she's knocked out. Roll him. Look at that. Look at that. Did you see what he did? Best part of this movie. See, you see how he took out the two guys, like, jumping sideways? Yeah. I never see that in the film. That was such a good move. I love that, and that's all I love in this film. That's it? So you recommend this picture. <laughs> Carl, I, A+. Uh, I love Andy every Woods second of this movie. Take out two guys by jumping sideways. It was the coolest effect ever. Uh, we better run down this hallway. I always love, like, and hallway. And Alleyway. You're still asleep. I mean, this kind of movie reminds me of a cartoon. It's an action film, so it has to be a little bit heightened and broad. But the fact that there's a court, there's a empty street where the villains run one way and the hero has to run the other way to, to get this, save the old lady who's on the, uh, yeah. you know, like, so they're never going to follow up on this. They're not going to go to the police. They're not going to uh, follow the guy and blow up their car. Right. Like the perch snatcher yeah. and uh, the person who tried to break into their car, you know, um, nobody... They okay, so they now there's yeah. a connection made because she's like, this is my book of poetry. And then he knows the poems in it. And so she <laughs> decides she likes him and she fesses up that she witnessed uh, uh, Joe's murder. Oh, wow. I'm a fan of she limericks, too. Oh, well, there once was a man from Nantucket. Whose dick was so long he could suck it. Oh, ho, ho, ho. We both enjoy you know this film. You oh, know you... this uh, poem. Uh, you're... I watched your friend die. <laughs> now that we bonded, he got hit by a meat tenderizer after they kicked him. You know, he was in Joe, who was in the wheelchair, who got meat tenderized. He was in Problem Child with Gilbert Godfrey. He uh, was... Well, he looks a lot like the child, like the problem child. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe if I talk like this, people will think I am serious. Oh, my God. That's you such can't. a bad movie rule where <laughs> one of the characters makes explicit reference to a comedic actor shtick, as it were. And yeah, the problem yeah, child yeah. does that. We should mention, Carl and I have maybe discussed this before, but we've uh, seen Problem Child 2 together in the movie house. And we were very, very, yep. very drunk. Can I say that? Problem Child 2. That's right. We drank a bottle in the movie theater back then. Can we say that? Is that right? Right. Yeah. And I worked there at that movie theater, so oh, I yes. had to hide it. Like, I had to sneak us in so we didn't have to pay. You weren't on the uh, clock at the time, but you snuck us in. <laughs> As if it's some, you know, it wasn't a police officer drinking on the job. It's a, it's a movie theater. But no, I wasn't on the job uh, just for. Okay. So what's happening here is uh, the guy who owns this building is paying them five grand to, like, burn it to the ground. And the A-team says to themselves, this is our chance to get them all at once. But they go, but, but Bill isn't here. Bill, our leader, isn't here. He goes, no time. We've got to strike now. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like, they don't talk to Popeye or Bill. Or Bill via Popeye. Well, or Popeye remember, via. there's no Popeye. Popeye was a guy in Nam. Oh, Oh, right. Who used to be an intelligence officer and who gave them missions. Oh, and this is the, so they're doing this as a more of a vengeance and a, a 
Popeye well, that's this is for Bill. This is for uh, uh, this is for Joe, who was bludgeoned. Tendered is his head. Night. Yeah, tenderized Night. head. Watch out! Watch out! Boom boom. Oh. Oh, boom boom. They're using conventional fighting. Oh, right in the balls. Yeah. You see, that guy swung his arm, and the and the and the wind was so much that boom boom got knocked back. Right in his boom boom. See, that's the reason why we were calling him that the whole time, so I can say that joke. <laughs> Boom-boom. I think this building was abandoned when they went in here. But they didn't burn it down. But they didn't achieve their mission of getting them. Now, another thing that drives me crazy about this annihilating team is that the villains has a cool, sick van that looks like the close to the A-team van. Right, right. Oh, the bottle went right through his booze. Yeah. Wow, that it is broke a strong... the bottle. Yeah, and now, that is going to get him accused of having been drunk. The reason he wasn't there to protect Boom Boom was he was drunk because they smelled the whiskey. The Wait a minute, but bot- that bullet stopped after the second part of the bottle. It hit the broke the glass of the front of the bottle and then stopped. I don't think a bullet was involved. I think it just got shattered. Oh, I see. Oh, so the bullet—he didn't get shot, and the bullet went through his. It was stopped by a bottle. <laughs> that would be cool. Alcohol is some powerful stuff. Yeah, it dissolved. <laughs> oh, I see. So he wasn't drinking, but his bottle got broke, and now they're like, You're right? And so they up. accuse him. Now, why doesn't he just say in the English language, "I wasn't drinking; it just broke"? He didn't. He didn't do it. Look yeah, at he's so- I'm pretending mad at you. Boom, boom. Well, Boom's like off, like he's done with this guy. That's right. And he'll hey. talk to Bill about it to this side. Now, I thought you knew Bill from Lassie, but it turns out it was the new Lassie, 1989. I've never and seen that, the new Lassie. The new Lassie. I watched everything in 1989. Drink. Oh, the no, new Lassie—that's true, right? The new Lassie did not drink. No. I know that you penned that book. Uh, you read that book about the Hollywood dogs that drink. It's called Hollywood um, Dogs That Drink, and yeah, we discussed Lassie, Lassie was chapter two. Well, actually, you see, he's later in there. But the new Lassie came out in '89, and it was like right. the new monkeys came out at the same time, and right. they did this open audition at the time, and uh, just to loosen up, the new Lassie drank on the audition, oh. the open call, and. Uh, Nearly like was not coherent during one and swore off alcohol and got mm-hmm. the role. And, Makes and, sense. And, yeah, so it puts his faith in God as well. And the show was canceled uh-huh. after the second episode, but the dog's doing great. And uh, you can hear him howling uh, on Sundays outside the BART station. <laughs> so he isn't dog gone. No, he's just he's found religion. The new lassie. He found religion. Yeah. But uh, what there was some story you conveyed from chapter two. I mean, Regarding Lassie, Lassie? where would Lassie drink? Yeah. Well, he was a Hollywood dog for sure, and he drank at the Formosa, which is a very the famous... The Formosa. Food. Yeah. Right, right. And he had a private booth, and uh, the bartenders knew Lassie, and mm-hmm. he got a call, the bar got a call, and it was for Lassie, and the bartender said, well, I can't take a message. He said, okay, uh-huh, uh-huh. All right, I'll convey the message. And he hung up, and he was very respectful, the bartender, but he did go approach Lassie. He was sitting at his booth yeah. drinking alone, and he said, Lassie... That was your family. They want you to come home. Lassie, come home. Come home, Lassie. Apropos, 
apropos. You know, he wasn't. He wasn't. A, he was a depressive drunk. He wasn't like a happy drunk or a mean drunk. He was very insular uh, into his own self, Lassie. That's true. There were some yeah. drunks that were more extroverted. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, Beethoven from the nineties. Oh right. Yeah. He was a fucking aggressive. He was an angry, not an angry drunk, but he was just an asshole when he put that liquor. Yeah. Uh, he would knock off your drink, like smack it out of your hand, and yell, ba 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 Beethoven, bitch. You know that scene in Beethoven where he uh, spreads, uh, sprays water all over Charles Grant's bed? Yeah. That wasn't even in the script. That was just, he just sweats. Yeah, he was just... <laughs> he's like, fuck you, Grodin. Did not get along. You, like, was such a professional legend as Charles Grodin is. Uh, it's surprising that him and Beethoven didn't get along. It was partially because it was Beethoven's first movie. It wasn't by the, by mm-hmm. Beethoven's fifth. They had got a professional relationship <laughs> down. I heard that Grodin wanted to sue for that, and then his lawyers were like, you know, because they left that in the film, and his lawyers were like, well, they didn't break any law. You know, you haven't been violated or wronged. So they wanted uh, Beethoven to roll over, roll over Beethoven. <laughs> now during this, yeah. Before it's over, one of the actors here behind the couch there goes, this is getting tedious. And I think he's talking about the film. Look, look, you see this oh. little kid comes out now. Right. It's like, hi, I'm a foil. Well, this hi. is like, you ever see Assault of Precinct 13, the, the John Carpenter movie? I, yeah, I might have seen do you, it. Do you remember the kid getting shot at the ice cream truck? By the bad guys? No. So they Did can, I see that? They shoot Maybe kids in that movie. It. So th- this is kind of reminiscent. They get a kid in the mix. Like, well, now watch. Uh, Garrett, Chud, will sacrifice himself for this kid. We sacrifice by meaning that Look. Chud's going to... All right, here he goes. Oh, Mr. bang in the back. Oh. Which should have killed the child. Right, well, physics he matter. had a bottle of booze in his front pocket, which stopped him. <laughs> that stopped him. It went right through Bud his body. But the Chud is down. Chud down. I repeat, Chud down. Wait, he's going to say, this is getting tedious. But, but after his he friend got so shot? Awful. Now we have to avenge two of our friends. There he's going to say it now. How if you hit the van with your machine gun? There, there's no bullet holes ever. No, uh, and people don't get movie. nicked by this. I mean, these are the most worthless fucking machine guns I've ever seen. They haven't hit a single person. <laughs> the only bullet hole we see is in Chud's back. Right, and not even at the kid. Oh. Look, he goes, here's your kid. Here's your kid. Take yeah, it. To throw him. Throw it to the stage mom. <laughs> Quick, before the union shows up. Before child services. Uh, this uh, annoying score is by a person named Bob Summers of One Dark Night fame, a oh. movie I didn't even see. One Dark Night, do, 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 do. Ah, Chud down. Now, shit, now we have to avenge him, too? I'm already trying yeah. to avenge Joe. Right, this is getting in the way of our avenging. Luckily, it's the same guy. Oh, well, no, it was his henchman. It. it wasn't really the same guy. Well, his henchman kind of killed Yeah, Roy Boy Jagger bludgeoned to death uh, Joe and uh, Roy, Roy Boy Jagger, he was so Bud he was like Chuck. a wonder kid in the 70s, and then in 85, he's the villain, but he looks really young in this film. 
Well, let's see here. Um, Omega Man, I don't have a date for, but Joe Kidd was 1972. Yeah. Uh, 75 was that Paul Newman film. He appeared in Rooster Coburn with John Wayne and Catherine Hepburn. That was also 75. Right. So he, you know, this is 10 years later from that. So I guess he's just young looking. Yeah. Wow. Okay, now here, once again, the cops show up after. I mean, a major shootout with machine guns. The cops right. always show up after. Well, the street was parked. Like, they, uh, everyone moved their car because it was, it was no parking at this time. Like, that's how late they showed up. <laughs> Traffic was They nuts. just came down to give tickets and bumped into the incident? Yeah. Okay, so what does he do? He takes the A-team and throws them in the slammer without any real, like, He should have done that at the beginning of the film. It would have been like, you yeah. guys are chaos. I'm fucking going to fucking office for the 20 minutes, 90 minutes. This guy looks like Tom Post. Now, I just want to say that Bud the Chud is gone, so I, now's the time for me to mention he's the Star Trek uh, connection because he was in Voyager 10 years later in 1995. But since we did Bud the Chud, I've found out new information. One yeah. is he wrote three episodes of the 1980s Twilight Zones. Huh. Interesting. So the guy's multi-talented. Yeah, but check this out. He wrote several songs with Bob Weir of the Grateful Dead, including a Grateful Dead song called Victim or the Crime. Oh, that's nuts. So he wrote, co-wrote a fucking Grateful Dead song that the Deadheads uh, know? Yep, yeah, that's right. Wow. Oh wait, uh, I know that I song. Did... It goes doodle 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 dee 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 that is the song. I'm dancing around to that song so much, I'm dizzy from spinning. Meaningful one-line lyrics. Oh, here's the federal guy. All right, listen, A-team. I mean, Annihilator team. Now, we know that you know that this is illegal, but Local and I just, we're going to turn our backs. Right? Well, no, he has to let him go. He has to let him go. It's false arrest, so he's getting chewed out. And he goes, next time you're going to arrest somebody with false arrest, make sure they don't have the governor's lawyer. What? Well, uh, it was Michael Cohen. Oh, oh, we're now at the part of the movie where they're staging it out with miniatures. They're doing their plan, just like uh, Back to the Future. Right, <laughs> or they're playing risk with no board. Okay, this bus so, is China. I'm bored. So they have been watching the rollers move, and they found that there's a warehouse. Stuff is made in Bogota, Colombia, meaning cocaine and heroin, and there's a warehouse. So they bring shipments, and they put them in this ice cream truck. And uh, these, you know, the rollers are like middlemen to hold the stuff until it gets picked up for distribution. They they don't distribute it or anything. Oh, so they just have a, a food truck full of heroin. Right. So they're like, let's hit him in the pocketbook. Let's, you know, sort of hijack this this truck. And uh, that will force their... Okay, look, no shirt, no shirt. Yeah, way to go, Roy boy. 
Roy counting man. the money. He, he even his chest has a stubble on it. Usually, they're in their thug stuff. You see how it's like the shirt with the sleeves cut off? Yeah. That's the standard thug thing. Well, maybe they just had sex, Carl. He looks kind of gay. Oh, well, I mean, okay, sure, there we go. That must happen. <laughs> they shot gay means happy. Yeah. And look at him. Maybe, oh, there we go. Oh, boy. So this is the final It's such one. a crappy, shitty town. Like, why do you want to save it? This is Atlanta now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is this Atlanta from 1974? No, now, 85. 85. <laughs> okay, there's the ice cream truck. Cool. And it's... Uh, Uh-oh, train, gotta wait. Heroin. Should be hidden horses. That truck is full of heroin? Yeah, they don't, we don't know that yet. We just assume it. Look, see the thug? The, yeah. the bandana around the head? Nobody yeah. wears that. The jeans jacket with the sleeves cut off. Nobody yeah. wears that. Okay. Freeze, sucker! Ooh, need a lift? Here's Why? A Why do it? Why do that? Did anyone order a lift? I ordered yeah. a Uber. Oh, good one, Boom oh, Boom. You boom, see that boom. kick? Kung Fu. That's the kind of thing he was talking about in his interview. Yeah. Hey, is that the A-team? Oh, no, it's our villain. No, it's the villain, the V-team. Villain team. Oh. Do, do, do. There's gunshots in the middle of the street. Look at that jump. He did say yeah. that he hurt himself when he did that jump. Yeah? Yeah, he said that uh, there was just hard floor, hard cement on the ground, and he landed on his shoulder, well, and that hurt him. Well, it was worth it because it was a good shot. They did it in slow motion. Yeah. Oh, and they actually okay, talk so- about another stunt. Uh, that was completely uh, not done professionally, and it could have been really hazardous. I'll point it out. Uh, uh, you're, uh, like, cutting uh, in and out. They talk about another stunt. What? There's another stunt at the end of the movie that was not done professionally, and that the oh. way that, that it occurred, it would have hurt the guy. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And they didn't do it in the end, or they did? It's at the end. I'll, I'll point it out. Okay. So right, now the right now, heroin truck is... They're, they're driving the truck and keep and on he's playing the He's playing the bell. Ding, ding. Heroin. Ding, ding. <laughs> da, 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 it's da, your da, heroin. Da. Ooh, ooh. I want uh, Chinese rocks for me. Oh, <laughs> I want black tar for me. We're all oh. out of black tar. You want some Chinese rocks? Oh. Oh. I don't care how I ride the horse. What do you got? I got some heroin. You can't afford it. Okay, so now they go to the like, roof because they have booby traps. Oh, right. Like the ones that they were making fun of at the beginning of the film. Yeah. Yeah. Here we but go. But better. I'm going to run down this abandoned uh, alleyway. Piece of string, what? Trip. <laughs> oh, no, they're going to drop something off of them? Off the roof? Um, well, it kind of, kind of. They're going to release something from the, the root. three will spit. One. But you've seen this. No, i never seen them. The premise of the show is that you've... I'm the audience who's never seen this movie. <laughs> oh, I see. We're, we're pretending. Okay. Okay, he's pulled the first trap, person who's seen this for the first time, and Whoa. blocked. That's all right. Back up. 
Pack up. Right. Pull the Level second trap. Boom, boom. This is like a video game. If it was done now, it would be done with like computer graphics and split timing. Okay, yeah. so this means that the van is stuck and the ice cream truck got away. It's been oh, hijacked. Oh, they were following that, yeah. So now they've got their heroin. Uh-oh, but wait, Thug 1 and Thug 4 caught Oh, yeah. They must be really pissed, those guys that got caught, because they really wanted that heroin. He's there with his next trap. It's called Hogan's Alley, is what they're doing. It's a Hogan's Alley. Hogan? The old Hogan Alley. The old HL. Whoa! Where do they get those stupid barrels to begin with? What? Dumbass barrels. He rolled out the barrel and yeah. they had a barrel. You know what? It was okay. It wasn't that fun. It was not a barrel <laughs> fun. It was a barrel. I fun. had a good time. I had a good time. And we'll have a barrel. It was a good time. Hey, what's this? There's no sandwiches? It's heroin. <laughs> oh, I want a frosty cone. Now, what's dumb here is the one guy... Bill tastes it and it's like okay it's heroin then the other two go and taste it oh yeah like you know it's heroin you better stay away you know like I'm just checking listen there's one guy who can taste it and then say it and those guys are like fuck it I wanted to be that guy but I'm just gonna do it anyway yep why wouldn't this be in boxes right packed to ship why would it just be sitting out all these bags I think they just had it from another movie and they just yep they opened up three different bags Better hold Don't on to waste this. it. He never came back with a heroin addiction. That's kind of uh, noted. Oh, I'm saying our troubled vet. Now, this film was released only for one week, November 1985. It had a week's release in Los Angeles and New York. And I, that was it. It went away. So in his interview, he mentioned that he was very excited that it did play for that one week. It was because they needed to make it a video release, and that was, they had, it had to be theatrically released. Before um, it could go to video. Yeah, which is ridiculous. But it was Rainbow Bright and uh, Rambo. Like They showed the newspaper li- movie listings that had the Annihilators mm-hmm. in one movie house, and their other films were like Rainbow Bright and Never Ending Story or whatever. And the Annihilators. There's Louie again, and he's getting the lowdown on what's going on here. And there's our naysayer. Yeah, but it's not going to work no matter what we do. I'll be right back. I'm going to go hang myself. (laughs) I just want to say that uh, uh, Louie, his name is Sid Conrad, and he was a a television guy. Like he, He stopped in 2009. Um, more than 50 television shows, including JAG, ER, Chicago Hope, Moonlighting, Days of Our Lives, The Young and Restless, I can go on and on, and an occasional feature film, which they they dare call this. Yeah. Guy's got an Uzi. Now look, this guy, now, now flamethrower. Jagger's got a flamethrower. And the stupid naysayers still like, we could make a deal. Okay, so the heroin is missing, and it's like the guy estimated it's between a street value of between 5 to $10 million. But I got to tell you, Mike, that's a big, big range. You know what I mean? Oh, it just it's, happens to be between 5 and $10 million. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it's like if, if it's $6 million or if it's $9 million, it's a big difference. 
So you mean like he might think it's like on the 10 million end, but it's more on the 5 million end. <laughs> but Roy Boy Jagger is peeved. He is pissed. They're he gonna, has a the, fucking the mob will fire kill him, torch, a torch blower, whatever they're called. There was a movie yeah, in the 80s the where there was a <laughs> villain who used that all the time. That was also in the last Quentin Tarantino film. The uh... Yes, that's right, and which is a reference to its B-movie heritage. I forget the name of the uh-huh. movie. There's a guy in a suit like using a fire uh, flame torch. Fire, to- uh, fire blower. Look at it go. A flamethrower, a flamethrower. Flame Thank you. Thrower. I was going to spend the rest of the show trying to figure out the name of it. It's a blow torture. It's a fire spitter. Look, he goes, don't go out there, you idiot. You don't understand. I'm just going to Nathan. I'm sure he'll make a deal with me. You're crazy. I'm the most sane one here. He comes out and he goes, say, nay. You know, his his son was the guy from Die Hard who told the like, I'll make a deal with you. This Euro trash. <laughs> but I think that was also 80-something. Oh, that was two years later. Yeah, it was. There. That makes about sense. Now, what should happen in this film is he should get flamethrowed. But they but couldn't they afford it, so he lives. I guess so. We he can't should have been it. just. But for the, for the film, he should have been shot. Look at that. that he ran faster than flame travels. Yeah, yeah. You Flame. can do that if you're an uh, average person who's middle age, over middle-aged. And... Well, what can I do? I'm just a timid... Well, I could wa- run faster than fire. Well, wow. Guns are falling from the sky. Thanks, God. So the thing is, he goes, you mother this and you mother that. And I'm like, yeah. why doesn't he just say the real motherfucker word? And then he does. I don't know why he's saying mother before. Now, why does he drop a flamethrower? It's like, oh, I guess this is no use to me. It's probably insanely hot. And he had to put it down. <laughs> oh, yeah? Reality is in this film? I don't think it's so. Not like a, yeah, it's not like a Leonardo DiCaprio flame tor- uh, blower. <laughs> Thrower. Flamethrower. Dance. Miss, 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 miss. Right, because there's no bullet holes, even though it's sparking off of the car. Well, that was another thing he said in the interview. It's uh, they had they lit off sparks, and then they were more worried about it ca- their clothes catching on fire from it. Whoa! Yeah, I would have liked to see how Boom Boom Washington leaned out, and it's just his nose was poking out. It'd be so funny if his nose got it. Ow! Shot Good shot, Boom Boom. Pew. Pew. Now, the cops have not shown up. This, this scene's gone on for a couple minutes. No, they'll show up later. Oh, look. Neighborhood. It's the solidarity bonk. Oh, she's got a uh, skillet, bonk, too. Bonk, bonk. Skillet from the window. From That's not a good sign. He just happens to have a pipe in his hand. Naysayers like, they'll hear us. So all the thugs are like, hmm, I'm intimidated. There's bonking. Oh, look what she's got in her hand. What a racket. Oh, yeah, here we go. Oh, there's a little bit of a lull right now. Armistice. Armistice. 
tap, tap, tap. It's like they're acting like the tapping is so, so like, in, intimidating. Driving me crazy. Like, All I hear is tapping. <laughs> Come on, Turks, stop it. Wait, you oh, said look. it was the, Oh, hot water. Ow. Yeah. You hit me right on it. Boiling water. Yeah, by the fifth the take, the guy's like. fighting hmm. back. Ah, ah, you got me cleavered. <laughs> yeah, right in the spine. Thanks, Chevy. Chevy Chase is giving away free golf hats. <laughs> oh, here comes a school bus. School An bus. innocent school bus full See, of kids. They're this director's a sadist. You're a sadist to bring kids into this action That's movie. That's right. <laughs> you say this, I say this. So, <laughs> th- uh, I guess it's around 2.30, like time to go home from school or 3.30 is time. Oh, right. It's, it's 7 p.m. It's a really long school day. Clank, clank, clank. I yeah, got a buttload yeah. of your kids. Oh, he shot him in the back. He really did shoot him. Yeah. Click, click. Now, do you remember those guys who were going to be future rollers? Right. He's, they uh, happened to be on the bus. Oh, so they're, they're like, help? this guy's not looking out for our future. They're going to kill us. Did they notice they that they were They fight back. Nope. They just took a school bus. What kind yeah. of bus, what kind of school route, school bus route does this bus have that has to stop off in the abandoned Shootyville? It was just driving through. It got yeah. stopped. By the way, last thing I want to say about Garrett Graham, yeah. uh, who is really what? a friend of the show, even though he doesn't know it. Uh, he adopted the name Bud T. Chud as an alias. After the character he played, Chud 2, Bud the Chud, in 1989. So he hasn't reached Bud the Chud yet. So wait a minute. So he, is he on social media as Bud the Chud? And if, like, I'm a fan of Bud the Chud, the end. Uh, Bud T. Chud. I don't know. I could I could go on Facebook and put in Bud T. Chud and see what comes up. That's funny. Look at you. He looks so... Why did I write down Assault. Uh, Salt of Precinct 13. Oh, right. Thank you. Okay, you recommend I see that, right? Yeah, that's a good one. That's a really the good one. There was a remake, too. Precinct. The remake's fine, but the original is the one to see. And Which one should I see? See the original, but I tell you, like, a kid gets shot in the head. Okay. It doesn't play around. Look, they... Whoa! Oh. Whoa! Well, I don't want to go to school. Well, so the future rollers are rolling. Beat. Look, look what he's got. Jump! What a idiot. I figured that's what you would say was the stunt. Wow, yeah. No, that's not the stunt, believe it or not. It's a pretty crazy stunt. What? It's a good thing the school bus left. Oh, hey, the car's on fire. Hey, buddy, your car's on fire. Fuck you. <laughs> buddy, don't ignore Mind me. Mind your business. Mind your business. That sort of looks like a bullet hole. Yeah, officer, can you help me? Uh, <laughs> the greatest thing you... about this episode is you are not so done with the film. Finally. <laughs> uh, like, I'm actually watching this movie. This is an excellent yeah. movie. This is probably one of the best films we've done. <laughs> You I'm, pick him. Okay, now you see his gun. Right, it's you under the car. You can't reach it. 
I'll just stick my leg under there. You've done that before in gunfights. And then someone shoots out the tires instead of him. Why? Why not just shoot him? Right, because he's right there. Now he's pinned and he's frustrated. Oh, well, that doesn't say this. this, I'm pretending I'm interested in females. Oh, I'll have to go. What is now, this is the setup for oh, there's Andy the Wood to save his love interest. Oh, right, because he just got kidnapped in the last end of the movie. Did you say there's the heroine? Because that's a guy. That's uh, that's Boom Boom. Oh, no, I, oh, meant the, I meant the heroine. Uh, well, no, it's the hero. He's a hero. He's, oh, he's, he's a hero. In... The hero and the heroine of harrowing story of addiction. <laughs> now, she's and not she a heroine, only... though. She's a damsel. Oh, see, this is where you need a drink. All right, what are you going to do, Frank? So if, He's of course, it's down. like, put it down or I'll blow a, blow a hole right through it. Well, he's taking his time so the cops can show up. Oh, wait. They're not showing up. That's right. Put it over there. Oh, crack. She Bam. hit him. Ouch, ouch. Ow. She fight. Car, car, fight on the side of the road. There we kick, go. kick. That was a big kick. He threw a cardboard box at it. Well, he found a stick. That is the like healthiest 65-year-old you've ever seen. <laughs> I can say that for a lot of people in this cast. Oh, no, I've been stabbed in the heart. That should not kill him, but it did. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, well, you see, there's a wound. He was stabbed in the belly button. He might he might have to go get it cleaned up at the hospital, but... Oh, this is the villain. He's on the roof. Just turn on the bat signal and wait for Batman. Now, uh, I just want to say, Boom Boom was uh, in Cooley High, 1975. I love that That was his big breakthrough. Yeah, that's a good that movie. got him cast. And welcome back, Cotter. That makes sense. But he was also in Roots. Yeah. Well, 77. Do you remember him in Roots? Has it been a while since I seen no. it? What I did is I, I took a look at Roots uh, because of this film. I just clicked on a few links. Yeah. And I got to see The Father of Good Times. Oh, and God I got to tell you, man, it was terrible. You could see the shadow from the light, and well. they were doing fake. African accents and it was just bad acting. Now I didn't watch the whole Roots again, so I right. can't say. But I'm saying the little clips that I saw. All right. Well, I, I always I always remember it favorably uh, as pretty good TV. All right, here we go. This naysayer's guy's... getting his now. Yeah, finally the fucking naysayer. This guy, man, he is fucking awesome. Oh. Boom, boom, boom. What did he say? He threw a ninja star in the back of his head. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. he winks. I just killed a man. Wake. Where did the fuck did he get ninja cool. stars? I know he's into kung fu. This is my only <laughs> complaint. I get it. <laughs> he's a good fighter. But no one, no no time during this movie did he put a fucking ninja star in his pocket and say, right, I might need this in the third act. Up. He just that's happened that's to oh, have Oh, he shot it. in the arm. Oh, well, he's down. Oh, no, he's okay. Hi, you idiot. That's my favorite jacket. I'll put another hole in the jacket. And your shirt. Is that a bullet? Yeah. 
I'd be crapping my pants if that happened. Jump. Really? Yeah, because it's like I'm figuring I'm dead, and then I'm saved by the grace of God, and I should just be grateful and humble, and I'll shit in my pants in fear. <laughs> oh, boy, Roy Boy Jagger's getting, getting his, but he's not going to take it. When is Batman showing up? We had the single on for 20 minutes. Oh, oh no, is this the they're end on of the, this guy? They're on the roof, and they turned on the bat signal, but it's daytime, damn it! Damn it, I can't see anything. Oh no, the plane's going down because the bat signal went into the pilot's eyes. Well, I guess this is over because the cops are showing up. Oh yeah, it's about time. Hit them in the nuts. Oh, the so cops it show up at the end so of every... What are they saying right now? Like, uh, I'm going to get you. You know, he's the one who killed Joey. Oh, there he is. For a shitty little cripple. He's saying Whoa. that's what this is all about, a shitty little cripple. Uh, oh, wrong thing. That's it. That was the stunt. When you yeah. fall from a, a building and land on the mat, mm -hmm. you have to be flat. And the way the guy jumped, the way the stuntman fell, it was at an uh -huh. angle. And it was with propulsion, which you're not supposed to do because you could hit your head really hard on the mat below oh so they gotcha. did have a map below he didn't land on a burning car uh that was a, a later stunt added i but, did that in uh fish burgers when uh uh vince roberson fell off the roof yeah that's right <laughs> he could it, you it see looked a, pretty good it was four shots cut together and it really looked like he fell fish burgers okay, was so now show from the 90s yes YouTube channel. Okay, so now uh, Lieutenant um, uh, Hawkins is on the roof. Finally. So now... From so, Nam from the first part of the movie? Oh, wow. Right. Now, he was an intelligence officer in the Nam. It turns out he was working with them, even uh -huh. though they didn't know it. And he hijacked the heroin truck. And Whoa. Yeah. But why keep it a secret? Why keep it a secret from his teammates? I don't know. I don't get it. So he was a Jim, member of the team. The, the slain vet there from their team lived in this town and did not know that the police officer of the town was Popeye. Right. So now they're pretending, he's pretending as Lieutenant Hawkins that he's, I captured the vigilantes. And then the commissioner's got to be like, you need to let him go. Oh, I see. Oh, look, there listen, we listen, go. Listen to what the cop says. Rookie cop's like, I'm going to pocket these before the side. Ah, oh, shit, he's here. Yeah. Rookie cop. Mmm, free heroin. Okay. Yeah. Five, ten million on the street. Yeah, See, five that or ten million. First of all, he only opened one little part of the truck. He doesn't see the rest of the content of the truck. Right. And he's already sussed out the street value. I'm surprised these cops aren't, like, ripping open packages and licking their fingers. Well, hmm. it's heroin, not... Tastes like... Okay. I mean... Tastes like October heroin. Nope. Let me try again. More like November heroin. 
Good thing I tried it again. Okay. Understand what's going on here? Just ask some of your witnesses, Captain. Oh, the town people are yeah. suffering. Naysayer. naysayer. He's like a yaysayer now. Yes, in my backyard. Yeah, we're just average folks. We're not right. right wing vigilantes, That's but we right. support them. Wink. <laughs> this is that Ronald Reagan kind of patronizing, like, we approve of their tactics. Right. Yeah, our dad, Ronald Reagan, approves of our tactics. But what can they do? They're just what helping us. What we got here is one big drug bust. And with this gang war, there's a lot fewer punks down here to cause any more trouble. Yay. Don't complicate things with any more of your vigilantes talk. We yeah. were able to solve this one without you. Just because town people Nick, like vigilantes doesn't mean you have to bring it up. And the, the, the thing that we, the audience, are in on and the A-team is in on this is he knows that. He set it up to be that. I know. So they get away scot-free. Right. Uh, I guess I'll let you go. Wink. Look at that wink again. They kill people the and wink. wink at you. All right. I don't know what I can say to thank you yeah. for making this film possible. Thank you for killing 24 people for avenging, and avenging my son. Yeah, for one guy. Me sleep it was now. worth it. I sleep in peace. He didn't cry at all. He had it said, oh, there's the love now, interest. Yeah, our badly set up love interest. Yeah. Sorry you got kidnapped and a gun to your head. Want to get a drink? I mean, uh, a mocktail with me? Yeah, I want to get a drink. Oops, oh, excuse me. <laughs> this could be a, a nice, quiet neighborhood again. Yeah, I thought maybe we could take I'm a shower because I'm filthy. Keep it that way. I think I'd like that. Yes. Okay. What's your ethnicity? I don't know. I know there's a hotel Yeah, I don't know lady. either. Uh, tell us, do you mind? Put your dicks back in your pants, at least. <laughs> they're in the middle of the street. They're not even, like, on the sidewalk kissing. And that's awkward. There's no traffic in this fucking town. A car has not hit them. Thanks for turning me around. Now we get this thing like he made them stop being... He, they helped him stop being an alcoholic. But we didn't see that at all. Right. Actually, they were enablers. Well, they didn't like him. They weren't supporting him. They wanted him out. Oh, Look, uh, right. Tap, tap, tap. Doing, right. Tap, tap, tap. What? He knows? Yeah. The battle, maybe. Not the war. Whoa. The war's over. The battle, maybe. Yeah. But the not the Annihilators, too. The I bet you that car smells horrible. Oh, a bird, another birdie car in Hollywood. Oh, no, Atlanta. Hey, we did it. Look at those little red words going, scrolling up. That's the fucking end credits. As we finish the Annihilators, 1985. What a fucking ripoff of the 18, but that's just my opinion. Carl, what did you think of the movie? I hated it. It was terrible. There's nothing good about it except for that sideways lunge that took out two thugs. I think this is a great movie, and I recommend it to everybody who may... But nobody acted. Listen, there's a lot of helpless people in the streets, and they need some vigilantes to show up and Mm -hmm. uh, teach them how to stick a pencil into your throat. 
<laughs> a dilator. Kick him in the nut. I could have uh-huh. told you that. You know, only when you get assaulted in the afternoon, as one does in this neighborhood. Holy shit, what a depressing place Atlanta is. It's a good thing I can't afford it. Horrible. Uh, horrible. 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 Well, uh, let's as we watch the credits fade, let's uh, talk about next week's movie. I'm very excited okay. to bring this out. Hopefully the sound will work. I'm in my basement. Or I could play my sound. Well, oh, you already have it queued up? Let's see, because sometimes when I log into as myself to watch a movie, as I had to do for this film, it uh, doesn't play the audio. I have this wonderful theory that YouTube knows I do this show and could cut me off. <laughs> but isn't that weird that I think that? Well, uh, if your IP address is public, maybe a computer somewhere knows it. I yeah, know. I mean, I have, I have to log in for some R-rated movies. Well, I could, I could play it. Oh, no, I got it. I have it here. I have it all set up. So we are going to watch a movie next week from 1974. If you're fans of the Shaw Brothers and if you're a fan of the Hammer uh, films, you're aware of this movie, and otherwise you have no idea what I'm talking about. Hammer makes these horror movies. Shaw movies makes these martial arts films. They made a film together about martial arts vampires, and it's a 1974 film called The Legend of the Seven Golden Vampires, a.k.a. The Seven Brothers Meet Dracula, a.k.a. The Seven Brothers and One Sister, and Their One Sister Meets Dracula. Uh, we're going to watch the original. And I have a trailer from Scream Factory TV. Okay. And we're going to play it, and the audio should be playing. If not, Carl will help us out. So I'm going to see count if it, it plays. Count it down, count it down. Oh, hang on a sec. Uh, all right, so let's watch the trailer in three, two, one, go. Boy, you're no Paul Brumba. I am not the Countdown King. So you're like, yeah, martial arts film, I'm there. How could it possibly be better? Who crashed the action barrier with Enter the Dragon comes a new dimension in Black Belt Thrills. As Hammer, Masters of Horror, and the Shaw Brothers, Masters of Kung Fu, join forces to create the first martial arts horror spectacular ever filmed. That was the first horror. Already a bad one. Are you familiar with like the horror movies, the British horror movies from Sh- uh, Hammer no. Studios? It's always no. Peter Cushing as Van Hi- uh, Housing. Oh, well, I will become so in my research for this. Have you ever seen a Shaw Brothers film? I have not. You I'll probably. Be looking it up. All right. Well, this is what we're watching. Seven. Yeah, the legend of seven golden vampires. What you must understand is that they are already dead. I'll fall before them, and you too will be eternally damned. That's Vincent Price? That's Peter Cushing. Oh, right, right. Uh, from Star Wars fame. That's right, from Star Wars fame. And, but he was also, he played Van Housing, in, uh, Housing or whatever the fuck his name is, in a lot of these Hammer I, films. I see. And it's David Chen who's doing the uh, fighting, the, the lead. Of the Seven Golden Vampires. Starring Peter Cushing and Julie Edge. Yeah, Julie Edge. Filmed entirely on location in Hong Kong. And co-starring David Chang, a new Kung Fu champion in the Black Belt Hall of Fame. Shut up! 
Warner Brothers hopes you like him as much as you like Bruce Lee. My brothers cannot survive another attack, Professor. We've destroyed half Speaking of English, for we sure. These creatures can yeah. Die. No, the, the movie's in English. It's a British production. Uh, at least by Warner Brothers. I wrote the music and I'm ashamed of it. If you guys are not watching the, the trailer, I understand. You're missing a lot of cool fighting. <laughs> and fire. Oh, yeah, check out that fire. The Shaw Brothers together create the first martial arts horror spectacular ever filmed. Yeah, ever. The last ever filmed. The Legend of the Seven Golden Vampires. Whoa. We hope you enjoy that. them. If you love that garbage, you'll love this garbage. <laughs> hey, do oh you like crap goodness. and shit? Well, you're in luck. Well, that's the film next week. Uh, it's it's a good one. And uh, we get to see two genres combined together. That's basically the... Two of the worst genres. Ever. Uh, last week, we introduced a great Mega feature crap. where I asked Carl what movies he saw this week. And then Carl derailed it by talking about films he pirated. Uh, did you see any films legally this week? Uh, I saw, yeah, with DVD, I saw, um, uh, it was called Adaptation, and it was from the early 2000s, in which Nicolas Cage plays a twin brother who are, they're both screenwriters, and uh, the reason I saw it initially was because Robert McGee, I think I'm saying his wrong, name wrong, the, the author of Story. Which uh, you gave me a copy of. Book. Yeah, this is yeah. his screenwriting book. He plays, there's a uh, was it Brian Cox plays him in the movie? It's a face you know. Is that the name? I'm not sure. Yeah, I think you know it is the him. Actor. Yeah, it's a, it's a yeah. character actor, notable uh, face, recognizable character, and uh, yeah, right. he's played the. It's a, uh, it's a tr uh, Spike Jones movie about a, mm -hmm. a screenwriter who has to write a screenplay based on the New Yorker article about a orchid thief, and orchid, mm -hmm. orchid thief, and. Uh, he, in this movie, has an identical twin brother who becomes a more successful screenwriter. Well, yeah, and it, he learns, like, the brother's ridiculous, you know, and uh, our, our hero knows that. But yet the rest of the world doesn't see him that way, and so he learns about himself through it. Now, Robert, it was, it's a, it's a you know, the sh it's plodding along the whole movie. And then he sees Robert McGee and he gives him, give him a good ending. Give him a good ending and you've got a hit. And then from that time on, it turns into this like chase murder thing. And it's a great ending. Yeah, so, well, uh, he listened to Robert McGee. I mean, right. literally, <laughs> yeah, literally go into the movie to, to tell him, but he listened. <laughs> All right, well, adaptation, check it out. I saw a couple films. Ma from this year I really liked. Uh, uh -huh. Cracking Up, which I've been trying to get up, find on YouTube. It's Jerry Lewis's last film he directed himself in from 1982. Uh -huh. I fucking loved it. It's known as Smorgasbord, and it's the very worst of Jerry, but I love every moment of it. And... Uh, Oh, we just watched Stay Tuned with uh, uh, the late John Ritter. And, uh huh. Yeah, which was pretty, as bad as I remembered it from 20 years ago. Not as good as yeah. the uh, uh, Problem Child 2, which probably came out around the same time, but 
uh, of the same the throw genre. Up scene? Yeah, I remember. <laughs> I remember taking a, a date to see Problem Child One, and the first scene is like a woman getting pissed on the face by a baby, and the last scene is a woman getting shit on by a pig because she's trapped in a suitcase. And I'm just going, what a fantastic date experience it was. So uh, I I definitely recommend, if you have any recommendations for movies, tell somebody. Keep them to yourself. Keep them to yourself. We like to continue this conversation by ending it, by pretending to continue it. Well, uh, and then, Karate, uh, notable shows before I run off to my show? I will I will host Scotty's. I was invited back. Great. It'll be Friday and Saturday. And the thing is, though, like it was April 2017 last time I hosted, and I did not do a good job. So if I do a good job this time, maybe I can become a regular host. We will see. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. So if you are yeah. from New Jersey and you live in Unionville, uh, Ashley Park, where is Scotty's? <laughs> It's Springfield, but Springfield. don't come. Don't come. Yeah. You've got headliners that are going to have people there. Don't my, come for my me. My monthly show at Kavikas is happening in an hour and a half, so I'm going to get out of here. Uh, but if you're in San nice. Francisco and you do stream it or you want to come by next Sunday, uh, next last Sunday, December, it's at Kavikas Ocean Beach at 530. Thank you guys so much. What a great movie. What a great time. We both agree. What a great movie. Yes. No. Thank you, Mike. Good time. Good time, I agree. Good time, though. We both agree on. And stay tuned for next week's show as we do Legend of the Seven Golden Vampires. Great film. Uh, Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Carl. Thank you, audience members. Just subscribe and not listen to us. We love you so much. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Law Tigers, we fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers, we're part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Victor Davis, Harris Law Firm, LLP, 180 Permanent Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 95834.
Streaming live the station. MutinyRadio.fm. District of the Mission. MutinyRadio.fm. MutinyRadio.fm. Listen to live streaming radio. Or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. Sam. MutinyRadio.fm. Hit the donate button, stream them live, download a podcast, have some fun! San Francisco, Mutiny Radio, San Francisco, Mutiny Radio, San Francisco, Mutiny Radio, San Francisco, Mutiny Radio, San Francisco, Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch Apply now for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2020 coming up March 1st through 7th, 2020. But you can apply now through November 30th. 50 shows in seven days. Over 50 comics from all around the U.S. And you could be one of them. Go to the Mutiny Radio website, www.mutinyradio.fm. Click the apply button. Pay that 20 bucks. Donate to Mutiny Radio and apply with your five-minute video to the Mutiny Radio 5th Annual Comedy Festival coming up March 1st through 7th, 2020. Submissions close November 30th. Get those submissions in now. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even going to be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? 
I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk, MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at Subliminal SF.MyShopify.com That's Subliminal SF myshopify.com and experience subliminal SF. Tired of paying too much for your internet? Contracts and hidden fees got you down? Tired of supporting the same big cable companies that lobby against a free and open internet? Get monkey brains! 
Monkey Brains is a local internet provider who doesn't sell your data, bind you down with contracts, or trick you with hidden monthly fees. We're honest, local, and 100% net neutral. Residential internet for only $35 a month, business packages starting at $75 a month. Go to monkeybrains.net and sign up today. Asiento. Asiento. Take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas, and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento, honestly, is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls. Trivia on Mondays, Taco Tuesdays, First Wednesday, live jazz. Live DJs Thursday, parties, the food is darn good. Special happy hour prices all night long with your Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival ticket, March 1st through 5th. Check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com. Come take a seat. I had a date there and it did not go well. But it wasn't the fault of the place. They're very nice. Asiento.
Hello, poppies. You are listening to Pop Off, the sound of musical curiosity. Welcome to the show. I am your host, Bear, and I'm back. Yes. From Ireland. I can testify that uh, that you are back. That I am actually here. Yes, back from Ireland. Well, what a great time. And um, just a little anecdote: the Irish consider you two to be a bunch of wankers and blowhards. <laughs> As I expected. The same goes for Van Morrison. Ah, yes. But anyway, it is Pride Month here in San Francisco. That's a big old fucking deal. And a big part of the whole queer culture is the dance music scene. So, this month, I will be traveling through some of my favorite dance tracks throughout the last uh, century, starting with the rock and roll era and the 60s. And one of my favorite cuts of all time from that period from one of my favorite cats ever is Dwayne Eddy. And here he is, although I forget who plays sax on this, but it's fucking phenomenal. But here he is with the great Rebel Rouser. Yeah. It is, um, you got your output all the way up? Yeah. 